and welcome to another fabulous episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier, here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And Billy Holiday. Hello there. And uh, this time we're going to look at the Punch-Out series, most, most notably Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on Nintendo. But before we get to that, Billy, what have you been playing since our last episode? Oh, well, uh, I tried that. Uh, I, I was a big fan of the original Mirror's Edge when it came around. Uh, and it, it, it long-standing and perhaps still is one of my favorite, uh, if not the favorite, game soundtrack of mine. And and uh, the second one came around, and everybody shit on it pretty much. I, I don't think it uh, was received that well, even though it was a, an open-world game, which was, was something that uh, people were clamoring for. I just assumed it was another case of uh, people that play video games not being happy with anything, even when given what they asked for. Uh, but I picked it up. I found it super cheap. I got it for like $5 during one of these PlayStation sales and it kind of sat there for a while and, and I got around to it and, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a couple hours in and, and honestly with me so far, so good. Uh, the, the first one was not very story heavy, so I, I can't really complain that the story on this one is lacking also. Uh, there's, there's a lot of running around and a lot of jumping and that, uh, those are the two things I came to expect from the series basically. So both the boxes are checked uh, I'll have to update you on this one as it goes, but so far so good. But what I did play through uh, to completion, I, I, I've discovered that the Nintendo Switch uh, is, is apparently the ideal console to pick up these these indie games that are you know three to five hours long. Uh, you can just kind of pick up and set down, and that that's really been my thing lately. Uh, and and I picked up Oxenfree for it, uh, which. Also found that one cheap. Uh, had had seen it pop up, uh, I think maybe in the PlayStation Store one time, and, and was interested because it was kind of a, you know, kind of a, a paranormal horror type uh, game. And I skipped out on it until I saw it on the Switch for cheap. Grabbed it up, and it was very enjoyable. Played it over the course of uh, of three nights. And I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, it's not really the the most action-packed game. Uh, it's it could kind of be a uh, a side-scrolling walking simulator of sorts. Uh, there's not much not much danger in it, not a lot of action. There's basically uh, picking different dialogue choices and and a little bit of finding items hidden around the the various stages. But uh, but still, uh, I'm very much into that kind of game. Uh, just like Firewatch that I just finished playing. At Jeremy Gregory's recommendation, which I will say uh, is ranking high, top three walking simulator games of all time that I've played. It's a, yeah, that one. I I absolutely love Firewatch. I think that that is my top in my top two. That and Edith Finch. Yes, and I will say Firewatch. If you if you don't go into it depressed, you're gonna be. Oh if yeah. You <laughs> go into it depressed like me though. You're going to be even more fucking depressed at the end. <laughs> be warned. I don't know if that's something I need, but I'd still <laughs> I'd still definitely play it. I do like those kind of games. I also love, uh, like you said, all the little indie games that you know you'd end up playing on the Switch. That's exactly what I would mm-hmm. play if I had one. Um, I, I know they, they've even put out like a boxed version of Tiny Barbarian, which I picked up on Steam a while ago and is my g- kind of game exactly, a throwback fake mm-hmm. you know, 8-bit action game. Love that stuff. Uh, I, unfortunately... Uh, this is going to shock everybody. Have pretty much just played a lot of Gwent since our, la- our last oh, episode. Man. I'm <laughs> hooked on Gwent. Got a problem. 
Uh, I did get out of my addiction to Puzzle Fighter on the phone because I yep, think it is cheating. You, so that made me you fucking angry. you've you've dropped cigarettes and you've you've picked up food instead. Uh, yeah, you're going from one unhealthy thing to the other. And uh, there it, was a time early in this show where I I had had talked about a possible intervention for Jeremy Gregory, <laughs> and it's 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 it looks like it's not out of the question. Before this series ends, we may see. Uh, an intervention on the show it's pretty bad uh but no one wants to hear about that other than to make fun of me for continuing to play it i am still playing uh last guardian it's really really good but i'm definitely getting to some frustrating spots where i'm not really even sure what i'm supposed to do and i end up just giving up and uh not giving up but just trying any stupid thing mm-hmm. and it ends up working but uh, then it's, uh, it's not now, really can, puzzle solving <laughs> playing through this can you can can you see why exactly it may not have been as well as well received Yes. Uh, well, first of all, I think it took forever to come out. So by the time it did come out, it, it had to be the best thing ever made or mm-hmm. else people that, that, that never had extreme fans of the first two games. And it's not really mm-hmm. a series, but, you know, uh, wouldn't wouldn't have immediately jumped on board. It, and it doesn't look I mean, it looks pretty, but it doesn't look as pretty as as a current amazing PS4 title. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have looked amazing on PS3, but it looks just OK on PS4. Uh, and it's it's definitely frustrating. The idea of of the having that big character that you're kind of guiding but not really uh it's a neat a neat mechanic and it's a it's a neat idea but the reality of especially when you're in there's some some pretty tight corridors you have to you have to kind of guide them through and it's extremely frustrating in those circumstances uh and the camera uh, which hasn't been a problem in a lot of 3d games lately definitely has because of those those tiny hallways some real issues in parts uh like you'll you'll be trying to climb up the 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 beast so that you can get him to uh, kind of see on top of his head or use his head to, uh, like a big ladder. But instead, because you're climbing against a wall, the camera just goes nuts and just starts making it impossible for you to see. You can just see your hands. Uh, but I'm still enjoying it. It's a good time. Also, I've decided I've got to focus on something uh, on a handheld. That way, at least I can take it with me to work so I can pretend I'm working and actually play handheld. So I'm back on Dragon Quest Eight. I'm still liking that. I finally got... I'm, I'm not even that far, anyone who's played it. I, I finally got to the part where, where you get all your camera quests, and and that's totally screaming at me, hey, this is your game, Jeremy. You have to wander around now and find things to take pictures of uh, for an old man's yes. checklist. And I love it. <laughs> I love every bit of it, so I'm playing yes. that. Uh, Jeremy, what have you been playing since our last show? Uh, well, actually, I just picked up the uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. I... I previously lost my disc version of uh, Street Fighter V when it originally came out. So I was kind of waiting around for Arcade Edition. And if anybody or if nobody knows what that is, it's basically the finished version of Street Fighter oh. V. Um, back when it released, uh, God, was it last year or the year? I guess last year? Beginning of last year? Uh, it's mm-hmm. very, very bare bones. Very bare bones. There was basically nothing there except the structure of a fighting game. It was a very good fighting game, mm-hmm. uh, but there wasn't much there. Yeah, I uh, was, I was a little concerned when I picked that thing up because uh, they had, you know, they had made some lofty promises, uh, you know, like a full story mode. But yeah, I picked that thing up and I, I was displeased with you for a short period of time. <laughs> it was, it was a fine fighting game. Uh, yeah. But yes, oh, there yeah. wasn't. Wasn't much there to it. Uh, they did eventually add the story mode uh, over the summer, I think. And uh, beside, uh, it's kind of you know, besides the characters that they've added, there really hasn't been too much added since. Uh, but the arcade edition is the thing that everything was going to be added to. Mm-hmm. This is uh, there's so much content in this thing now, and maybe it's just because I haven't uh, played it in in a while. Um, probably not too much since the story mode, actually. 
But coming back to it now, and like this game is packed with stuff to do. I mean, uh-huh. uh, in the arc- the new uh, arcade edition, they did add arcade modes, which covers every era of the Street Fighter uh, storyline from Street Fighter One all the way up to Street Fighter uh, Three, which w- is the last in in the storyline. Um, and there's just so much in that game now. It's just kind of overwhelming. They've got daily challenges to earn fight money. There's so much uh, crap on the store to buy uh, with the fight money. Of course, you can use real money, but you know that's that's up to you if you want to do that. And it's just it, it's it seems like a finished game now. And there's still they've ho- they've got a whole another season of characters to go uh, over the next year. So they're going to continue adding to this game. And it, it I I can't. It's totally worth the money now. It's forty bucks, brand new. Uh, it's a it's a free upgrade if you've already got Street Fighter Five. If you kind of wrote off Street Fighter Five back when it came out as being bare bones, I can't blame you. But if you really like Street Fighter, this is this is the time to play it because oh. you finally get a finished game, and I'm absolutely loving it. Well, it's good that you've been playing that much Street Fighter. That means you were ready for this week's game, the Punch Out series. Most notably, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the Nintendo. Yeah, and this is... uh, I was excited when talk of this one came up. Uh, uh, This is just a... A game I have a lot of experience with, the NES version, uh, the Super Nintendo version, and I, I'm sure we're not going to give it a full run through because it's a, you know, by the show standards, newer version. But the uh, the Wii also came out uh, with a punch out, and all three I have have dumped a lot of time into. Uh, it was something I was interested in, in playing and possibly doing on the show, uh, and I kind of kind of debated you know how much how much can we talk about it but i mean shit we we did that one on mutant league football one time so i guess the we've thrown down the gauntlet for pretty much any type of game uh but yeah very excited to talk some punch out and was was very excited to go back and replay them the the nes version by far i'm more familiar with Uh, the super nintendo one is actually the one i haven't played in in quite some time so I, i i really look forward to uh kind of digging in and and getting reacquainted with these games. Yeah, and, and the original Punch-Out for me was, I think, the very first game that I bought with my own money on the mm. NES. Like, Shit. that was... Uh, I, 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 got uh, we, fucking, I got fucking Predator. Uh, well, well, you know, what can really top that? But <laughs> Punch-Out, I, I feel, is pretty close. Uh, it's <laughs> I, I was on spring break in, in Kentucky with my family, and, and mm-hmm. that was that was there. I remember actually playing it in the arcade, you know, those... Um, Oh, those giant NES arcade games that were that were there uh, in the arcade back at the time. The play choice. Uh, yeah, the play choice. Uh, loved it there and uh, wanted it, so I grabbed it. And I didn't even like sports games. I didn't like boxing, but I loved playing that game. And uh, so I was looking forward to coming back to it now. It, it's not, I mean, it's a sports game technically, I guess, but it, it's it's definitely more of an arcade game. I, I oh, sure, loved yeah. Punch, you know, punch Out. Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out on the Nintendo was one of those games when I didn't have a Nintendo when it first came out because I chose the Atari 7800 because I'm super smart. And so my mm. friends that had this, only one of my friends had Mike Tyson's Punch Out. And it was like the first day he got it, everyone just stared at it like, this is the most incredible looking game. The boxes <laughs> are huge, but it's not like 
awful and clunky. And the only boxing games anyone would play up to then are, I mean, Atari or in television. Like, those boxing games are, are not the same sort of thing at all. So mm-hmm. this thing came out and we're like, this game is amazing looking. However, it was only one player. So it was hard to get that to, you know, if you're over at a friend's house, you're not going to be like, hey, I want to watch you play Punch-Out, if you could play at the time, you know, any of the, the other two-player games, especially if you were, were trying to play sports games. But, man, once we finally gave that a shot and ended up just taking turns with it, it did not leave the system for weeks. It, it is yeah. still one of my favorite games. I've still got my original copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out that I bought later, and, uh, and I will never get rid of it. If, if I have five games, it's one of my top five NES games, <laughs> hands down. Well, we know which way Jeremy P is going to go on this one. Turns out I hate it. Uh, no, it's it's, a, <laughs> it's I didn't even need I think to worry we about. Know, it. I think we know how we're all going to go. Uh, but but I but I tried to put I tried to take those fucking those rose colored glasses off and 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 take a look at it and and see if I was going to be fucking overcritical of something what I would pick apart in this game. That's how I played this one because uh, it's not often that we start off playing a game that we're going to review that we know ahead of time that we, you know, that we enjoy. Uh, that's a, that is a favorite and, and just a, a beloved game. Um, so yeah, I, I tried my best playing through this thing to, to pick the damn thing apart. Uh, we'll see if we have any luck with it. It's probably the only game that all three of us at the start of the episode have already decided we like it. I mean, it wasn't yeah, it wasn't uh, new to any of us. It wasn't not one that since uh, what was it? Uh, his Mansion of Hidden Souls was the last. Time. Oh, that's true. That was the last classic. I think we pulled out. Uh, but yeah. not every game can be general <laughs> chaos. <laughs> no, they're not all shitters. No, Thank I remember you. that being unanimous as everyone enjoying that game. General Chaos is a beloved classic, loved by all. Mm. I'm pretty sure Jeremy doesn't listen to these episodes, but that's okay. <laughs> That's not I no, live in no my shame. head. That's it. everything is just made up as I go. <laughs> so, did either of you guys play the arcade versions of this before the Nintendo version? I did. I uh, the the arcade uh, actually down the street from my house. I was lucky enough until uh, my early teens to have an arcade uh, within walking distance, pretty much. Uh, and they had Punch Out, and they had it. You know, early on in, as a child, I remember it was front and center when you walked in, and and I was just taken aback by it. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't first person exactly, but they kind of accomplished it by making, you know, your guy was kind of wireframe. You kind of see, you can see through him, you know, you can see his two arms. And, and I was just fascinated by it. Uh, knew nothing about boxing at all. Uh, would later go on to be disappointed to find out real boxing was nothing like that. Uh, but really enjoyed playing that. And that game clocked in. Many a year at that arcade. Of course, it got pushed to the back over time. Uh, but yeah, it was still something that I would enjoy. And, and even at 11 or 12, would still throw a few quarters into it every now and then. See, I never actually played that version mm. of it. Uh, mm. You know, I, I played the, the player's choice, but mm. I would see that one occasionally yeah, in the arcade. The, with, with the double stack. Yeah, the double stack. And, mm. uh, but you know, this one, it, it kind of looked weird. You know, your character is kind of an outline green or a, mm. a green outline. Uh, it, it definitely looks a lot better than the NES version, uh, but uh, I mean, did it actually play any different? I, 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 as far as that and the NES version, I really don't think there is a big, a big difference. Um, the NES version obviously was not a a 100% port of of the arcade version, but pretty much I think all the mechanics that you see on the NES were were there in that arcade version. They weren't necessarily in the original. Uh, arcade versions. The, the characters are the same somewhat. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's some 
some bleed over and there's some changing to it. But so mm-hmm. the first Punch Out game came out in 1983 and 1984, depending what region you're talking about. Uh, and it was seven boxers long. You start with Glass Joe, uh, work mm. through Piston Hurricane, then Bald Bull, Kid Quick, Pizza Pasta, and Mr. Sandman. <laughs> and at least Glass Joe, Bald Bull. It, it should. It should. <laughs> it should be said that uh, there's some mild racism. And some stereotypes playing out in these games, uh, done for done for the sake of humor, and, and I think these games came out at just the right time where uh, they could get away with that. Yeah, I, I don't think you necessarily could come up with some of these characters now, um, it, and even more so in in the follow-up. So the first game was Punch Out 1983 had uh, had. You know, seven boxers through, and then in 1984, 85, a Super Punch Out came out. It had some some better mechanics, a little bit tighter. Uh, it it definitely had um, the ability to uh, to block with your gloves. That wasn't in the original mm-hmm. game, uh, and that had Bear Hugger, Dragon Chan, mm-hmm. the unfortunately named Vodka Drunkinski, uh, Great Tiger, <laughs> and Super Macho Man. So it was only five fighters long, but the fights were better in theory. You didn't have as many throwaway fights, and there were some better mechanics. Uh, and they basically took those two games and mashed together some of their favorite fighters to put out the NES port. But before the NES port came out, did anyone ever see the kind of spin-off arm wrestling game that Nintendo put out? Are, are you is, are you talking okay, are you talking the one with the actual arm? It is no, it's got buttons on it. Oh god damn, cuz I uh, uh truth be told, I I injured myself on that one with the actual arm. Down I remember the, the arm down to the <laughs> Several several years ago, you know the the toss up was I was big enough now to to do to finish the job that I started when I was a child. Uh, I was old enough to do that, but I was too old to the point to where my body cannot take physical exertion, and <laughs> and I and I may have missed the next day at work. Well, the arm wrestling game only had five arm wrestlers. Uh, they were all unique to the game, uh, except mm. for the the mysterious Mask X, who, when you Ooh. actually beat Mask X, his mask flies off and it's Bald Bull. And it's pretty obvious the whole time that it's Bald Bull. Uh, but but the rest of them were all unique characters. It is, it's worth finding a video of. I don't want to say it's mm-hmm. worth playing. And the video and the sounds of the game sound terrible. Uh, but they do have a copy of this game uh, in the arcade, uh, at the arcade by my house, Crab Town. Uh, which actually, I tried it, I sucked at it, I did not enjoy it, but it was neat to see. I've never seen one live until I saw it there. Uh, but that mm-hmm. was the the kind of spin-off game in the series. Until 1987, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! hits uh, in the U.S. and in Japan. Now, actually, originally it came out as just uh, Punch-Out! It did not have Mike Tyson in it on a, a free cartridge, I guess, or, or like a, co- a cartridge you win through some some sort of competition, uh, some golf game thing. Uh, didn't know anything about that, but it was a gold cartridge that did not have Mike Tyson on it. And that's what came out before the U.S. release of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, that they added Mike Tyson in solely because, at the time, he was up and coming. He wasn't quite the champ yet, uh, and none of the things that happened to him later had happened. So it was just like, this guy looks like he's going to be the next big thing. Uh, so it was kind of a risk because he wasn't quite the champ yet. But uh, but yeah, so in the U.S., it always came out as Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and that was the one that I immediately like. I fell in love with. I'd never really played the arcade games; I'd seen them, but I even the one I did try them, I sucked at them. But I took the time in to learn Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and I mean days, 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 and days. And now I can play through most of the game with with minimal problems up until probably about Mr. Sandman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... This is one that I picked up. No idea who Mike Tyson was at the time. Uh, 
like I said, as, as a kid, I just, my father watched boxing, but I just, I had no interest, had no idea what was going on. Uh, just knew, uh, knew it from the arcade and, you know, it's kind of an instant buy. Mike Tyson himself had very little to do with it for me. Um, but yeah, uh, this was a game that I just kind of poured a lot, a lot of time into and kind of got it down to a science. And I think as we, we go down the roster, we will find out that, uh, you can have a lot of fun with this game and you can kind of breeze through it. Uh, but there's a wall in this game and it's, it's fucking Mr. Sandman. It's weird. Like how often uh, we can talk about muscle memory for these older games, but mm-hmm. uh, this is definitely one when I did pick it back up, it was just, it's nothing but muscle memory yeah. the entire time. Uh, every single fighter up to a certain point. Uh, I just I just remember instantly I played this game so much as a mm. kid that I, I my brain still has synapses in it that's devoted to Mike yeah. Tyson's punch out. And that's kind of sad because, I mean, this game and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more is is pure pattern recognition. Oh, yeah. uh, each fighter has, you know, his own series of punches he'll go through uh, his own little tails he'll throw out here and there that let you know that that something's coming, whether it's his, his special attack or just a, a flurry of attacks. Uh, and, and everybody will have, have those times in those attacks where you can get a shot in uh, and, and there's clear times that you need to dodge and then unload with your own combination. And these, these, these tales and these, you know, the, they're easy early on. Uh, and there's some of them where if you time it just right, you can, you can, you know, you can drop the guy with one hit uh, but yeah, so it's, it's all pure, just, just recognition of the, the patterns and then just memorizing. And like Jeremy said, it is amazing all these years later. If you ask me what I had for breakfast yesterday, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you fucking shit. But if you ask me, uh, the right time to hit Don Flamenco, I could tell you that. Or maybe you couldn't tell it, but if you had to do it, you could do it one shot. I could do it. Yeah. I, I could mean, do it. it, it this game Again, part of the time, I'm sure the amount of time we put into it, but also, especially early on, the game tells you what to do if you just pay attention. And, and after you've seen it one time, you won't make the mistake again of not noticing it. Uh, before we get into the boxers themselves, uh, unlike the arcade games where Little Mac, uh, I guess at that point it was just Mac, was the boxer, uh, was a wireframe green boxer. In the Nintendo version, to avoid that, uh, Little Mac is tiny. Uh, compared to the actual boxes you're fighting, he's he's probably up to their belt. Uh, and therefore, most of the time, he's at the very bottom of the screen. And you can see their entire model in front of you mm-hmm. uh, that you're fighting kind of into the screen against these these giant boxers you're fighting against. They're all very cartoony and cool-looking. Uh, you know, Then it was mind-blowing. Now it still looks pretty good, which says a lot. It is. And and they do a good job of, of each fighter. Even as, uh, with as little as they had to work with in ES, each fighter just has his own you know, kind of personality that comes through. Well, and some of them, thankfully, aren't just uh, terrible stereotypes, which is nice. Some. Yeah, not all. <laughs> some aren't. Um, <laughs> so because it's boxing, your only weapons are your fists. Uh, you, If you hit uh, the A and B button, you will do body blows to the left and right. If you hit up with A and B, you'll do uppercuts. Uh, the only other moves you have are you can dodge with left and right. If you hit down, you'll defend. You put your gloves on your head and defend. Here's something I didn't know until 2018. If you hit down twice real fast, you duck. I'm sure that everybody really? else knew that. I had well, no I'll tell idea. You, I didn't, it's a new year, and and I have learned <laughs> some new. God damn! It, Ooh, was that? How not, did you guys? How did you guys play this game for this this long and not know you could? Duck? You don't need to. Hey, I, you don't I, need I don't, to do it I on anything fucking, until I the last. Duck. I just go in swinging. I'm in there. I'm in there for the fight. I'm not in there to fucking dance. 
<laughs> as far as I know from, from my experience of playing it this time, I didn't even need to use Duck for anything of value until Super Macho Man. And even mm-hmm. then, I think I just did it to see if it would work. Because mm-hmm. I never used it as a kid, and I, and I definitely got up to and, and through Tyson. But this time, uh, I did not get through Mike Tyson. And, and this time, I actually had i hit that wall at sandman i did finish sandman but macho man uh i just decided you know what i know i've beaten him before i'm gonna go ahead right, right to mike tyson to feel better about myself and uh, and then he destroyed me so uh none of that matters so the other ability that uh, little mac has it, it certain times he'll hit a boxer when they're not ready for him and he'll he'll not he'll like knock a star out of them which gives you an a super uppercut you can push start to do uh, but if you get hit while you have that star in your possession, you lose the star. Uh, you, you have to be very careful once you have it. And if you time it poorly, they'll easily see you coming because it's slower than your mm-hmm. regular punch and move out of the way and, and then probably clobber you after you've jumped in the air like an idiot to miss them. So those are his main moves. The only other thing on the screen, and I had to actually look up what these do other than uh, irritate me, is there's a, a heart meter, like a, a heart mm. countdown on the top left of the screen. Uh, what that is, is your fighting spirit. So you start with a bunch, and as you're, you're hitting punches, it goes up sometimes. Every time you miss a punch, every time that the other opponent blocks a punch, or when you get hit, you will lose hearts. And eventually, if the hearts get down to zero, that's when Little Mac turns pink, which means he's tired, and he can't throw any punches. You just got to dodge a bunch of things until you can start hitting again. Um, there are certain bosses later, or bosses, certain fights later in the game where there's no way to avoid that. But early mm-hmm. on, you should pretty much never ever see that. No, no, especially the first fight, which is which is goddamn Glass Joe, and and I got to say, uh, in the early uh, in the mid two thousands, I, I I began, I entered a job field that I, that I'm currently in, and and was not ready for the stress that that came with it, and and I found. And uh, this this correlated with me digging the NES back up, and Punch Out was in it. And, and this correlated with me finding out that, that apparently it's great stress relief to throw Punch Out in, put it on there, start it up, and just beat the shit out of Glass Joe. Uh, just just wear his sorry ass out, and it's not hard. Um, I. Have never lost the Glass Joe. Will never lose the Glass Joe. I fought Glass Joe with the flu. I fought him drunk. I have fought him in all kinds of ways. And if you lose the Glass Joe, you might as well just quit. Don't play another game. I remember taunting my son heavily. Uh, he was like two or three. <laughs> <laughs> he may have been more on. It may have been more on two. And <laughs> Glass Joe whipped that ass, and I I never let him live it down. And still today, he is about to turn 18 years old, and I can guarantee you this month he'll hear about it again. The time that that he fucking fell to Glass Joe, and. <laughs> As you stand up at his 18th birthday <laughs> to give to give a speech <laughs> and just recall gonna, him getting his ass beat by Glass Joe. I was going to save it for the graduation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to see I'm glad to see you here for your greatest accomplishment. I was there for your fucking lowest point <laughs> when you got wore out by Glass Joe. But no, but it's just uh, he is very much the tutorial character without. You know, without the tutorial flashing on the screen, um, he, he's so harmless, and his punches come so infrequently. That's where you learn. That's pretty much where you learn the controls. Uh, you can learn to dodge from the you know the few punches he'll throw, and yeah, uh, beating the hell out of Glass Joe. It always felt good. 
Well, it's, it's it, he has a lot of telegraphed moves. All his moves are very easy oh, to see yeah. coming. Uh, you should be able to, to avoid getting hit by him generally. Even if this is the first time you've picked up a Nintendo controller and have never played a game before, you're right. There's no reason to have lost against Glass Joe. There's really, there's really no reason to, to get knocked down, but you might that might happen maybe if you've never seen these before, but there's no reason to lose. Um, it, in, in order to lose or win these games, unlike regular boxing, there's only three rounds. Each round is three minutes but the three minutes isn't real time it, it's sped up uh and then if you can knock a boxer down or you get knocked down three times in one round that's an, a, a technical knockout and the game you know the match is over you either move up or you've lost uh, little matt can lose three three matches in his career before he gives up and you have to start over uh thankfully the game is broken up into different um i guess different titles so glass joe is the first boxer you fight in the minor circuit, uh, minor mm-hmm. circuit has Glass Joe, which again is, is kind of the, the tutorial character. Uh, in fact, in between each round, there's those little scenes where you you know you talk to to Doc, the coach, and say things mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Doc, I can't beat him," and then you know the the opponent will say something. And sometimes it's clever, but for him, it's please don't hit my jaw. So it's pretty easy to tell <laughs> what to do when you're fighting Glass Joe. Uh, not that you have any That's options. What I'd say to anybody on the street is, "What? Well, please don't hit my mm-hmm. jaw." Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to. Depends on, on where you are and what you're doing, but that, that's a good thing to say sometimes. But in this case, in the ring, you probably shouldn't say that. So after you knock out Glass Joe and, and destroy him, you get Von Kaiser, the German stereotype. Uh, also pretty easy. I, I'm trying to remember if there was ever a time that, that he does something that I got nervous about. But, I mean, again, this this gets so early on in a game that I've played for you know basically 30 years that I, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine there's anything he did that was hard. No, I think he, he's still super telegraphed with his moves. Uh, I think maybe the only thing is he throws punches, uh, more punches than Glass Joe. Um, so that this is kind of where you learn you're dodging for the most part and blocking, uh, whereas Glass Joe is just, you know, punching the hell out of him von kaiser you you've got to do a little dodging here and there but no he's not gonna he's not gonna throw anything at you uh still a first timer could still at this point get through this guy he's definitely a little bit uh, a little bit tougher the glass joe uh, but mm-hmm. it's still the game the the difficulty curve in this game like billy mentioned before is is not so much a curve it gradually kind of goes up mm-hmm. uh, you know there's there's really nothing that that kind of challenges you uh, especially in these early fights uh, but yeah there, you, you're not really getting much of a challenge early in, in uh, punch out at all well I mean at least it, so glass Joe's fairly easy and straightforward von Kaiser does throw more punches uh, we mentioned how if you uh, hit a boxer at a certain time, you can get a star. And and on some of the later <laughs> fights, it's hard to note when that would be. Uh, Von Kaiser is one of the easiest ones because before he does half of his moves, he does a thing where like he twists his head real fast back and forth. Uh, if you can hit him in the head while he does that, it pretty much guarantees you a star. And what I like with Von Kaiser is if you can, you know, you hit him a couple times with an uppercut, and as he's waiting for the next punch, if you use your super uppercut, he does this thing where he goes, and it's very obvious that he's going to go down pretty hard with a with a super uppercut. Always enjoyable to hit him with a super uppercut. Uh, I think the first fight where there's a, a boxer with a specific special move that you have to kind of worry about is the... Uh, the, the last fight in the minor circuit, which is Piston Honda, uh, unfortunately the Asian stereotype. Uh, but he's he's a bigger boxer than the other two, and he hits harder. But he has that move where like he he goes back a little bit, and then he powers up and kind of runs forward and does a bunch of straight jabs. Uh, and if, again, if you're not ready for that, if you don't know how to block it or, or aren't prepared to, instead of just dodging to the side, use your, uh, your duck block. Um, your down block or your duck, if you actually remembered you could do it, then, then that's actually the first move that might take you out if you're not paying attention in the in the game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's when things start to get a little bit real because that's mm-hmm. when you have to start paying attention. You have to time yeah. those those blocks. Uh, it's not too hard to block at all, but th- this is the first time where it's like you need to dodge a good deal of punches. Uh, yeah right right with each other because otherwise you will get your ass knocked down yeah and this is i mean it's 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 a good design for the game because essentially you're having to put together the things you've learned from the first couple fights you know uh throwing punches and and dodging with with von kaiser it's just it's elevated a bit here yeah you've got to start paying attention and you got to start really just kind of recognizing the patterns here because glass joe you can hit pretty much any time von kaiser you can sneak in punches on him left and right uh this is the first time where you're going to get punished if you try to kind of go off off track here and and throw a a a random punch um so yeah this is where you got to kind of start uh finessing things a little bit but it's still fairly easy. There's still really oh, yeah. no reason you should you should have too many problems. And this is after uh-huh. you finish uh, Pissing Hot is when you get your first. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it's like the training the training montage where you just run behind your fat coach who rides a bike, uh, mm-hmm. which is the best song in the game. Uh, so I'm going to definitely play it right here. Then you get your first password, which means going forward, you can now start at the next belt, at the major belt. You don't have to play those three fights anymore. Uh, it will keep track of how many losses you've had, but but generally, you should have none at this point. Uh, so you can, not that it takes more than three or four minutes to go through these three guys, but at least, you know, there are checkpoints kind of in the game. So you don't have to start over at the very beginning every time. Uh, the next circuit, uh, you get to meet new fighters like Don Flamenco, who I don't quite know why he's easier than even glass joe <laughs> he's the easiest <laughs> fight in the game uh because I'll tell you, that's that's a face that you fucking just want to wail on when you see don flamenco well it's it's uh, i always thought it was a, like a like a glitch but obviously it's not i mean or if it is they sold it like it was a feature but basically if once you get to don flamenco if if you dodge one punch and then you just do uppercuts just left right left right no matter what you do it never lets you stop you can just keep punching him left right till he goes down and then he'll get up you yeah. dodge one more punch and left right left so I mean, you there's no reason not to have a first round tko probably in a minute 30 on, on mm-hmm. don flamenco but i don't remember him ever being hard uh, the first time you meet him uh that that's one of the characters you'll see again later um don flamenco, king hippo is the first fighter that is actually mm. a gimmick in the game mm-hmm. you can't just box him you know, you can't just punch him in the in in the face for different things. You can't just punch him in the stomach. You have to figure out exactly how to start your combo with him, or you'll never take him down. He's very easy to to block the move you're doing, and then immediately just punches you with like a giant haymaker. He's kind of a of a, a butterbean looking dude, uh, but he is mm-hmm. he's got an obvious weakness that if you look at his character model, you'll know what to do. Yes. But it's how to get it so you can hit, and it's his, he has a big giant bandit across his stomach. 
So clearly yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. But every time you try to punch him in the stomach, he like dodges out of the way and then hits you in the face. So you've got to figure out exactly what to do. And he's got a move where he, he kind of vibrates for a second and then jumps in the air to like pound down with his fist. And he opens his mouth really wide. So if you can punch him in the mouth first, then he'll put his hands on his face. And then you can just keep hitting him in the gut over and over again. Uh, you do that a number of times and it eventually goes down. But that's the first fight that if you don't know that... He hits really hard. He he mm-hmm. he retaliates if you miss your timing on it pretty easily, mm-hmm. and and he can take you down fast. Yeah, this is uh, this is when you finally have to you have to do what the game wants. This is the first fight. Um, you know, Piston Honda a little bit. I said you you can't just punch whenever you want with him, uh, but you can st- you can sneak in a few here and there. This is one where you have to do. You have to follow the the pattern. You have to do the combination that the, the game wants you to do here. Uh, or you're not going to get anywhere. Uh, this fight will go until you're down. The time limit, uh, if, if you don't do uh, the combination, just like Jeremy P. said. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a further... Uh, and, and going back to play it, I, I just appreciate the way that the game's set up and the way that the game seems to just teach you these little things, you know, kind of one fight at a time. Still at this point, you shouldn't feel overwhelmed. And like Jeremy said, it's... It's obvious. I mean, he's got literally a target on him, and you'll find out pretty quick how to take him down. And that once you knock him down, that's it, and you progress forward. And, like, how good was Nintendo, to, to their artists, to be able to telegraph this stuff so well that mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it, you know, this is back in the day when graphics weren't much of anything besides just a few pixels on the screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these characters, they're actually characters. And for them to be able to animate them and, and telegraph them in the way they do without actually saying anything yeah, uh, so that you just know what you're doing. And this is kind of the, the first uh, first boxer that that really shines through with that. Uh, it's it's just it, it just speaks to how good Nintendo mm-hmm. was at, at doing things like that. I mean, that has to do with the longevity of the game and the fact that oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's still a game that that most people that grew up playing it will will gladly, if it was plopped down in front of them today, would, would gladly pick that thing up. Well, the next two boxers are where, when I was a kid, this is where I'd start having, not problems, but especially when you're first learning the game, this is where you're really going to hit another kind of steep curve. So King Hippo is hard only because you have to figure out what to do, but once you do... It's pretty easy to figure out how to take him Uh down. Uh, Great Tiger is the Indian character, uh, but he's got a move where he, uh, you know, it's timed at certain times in the match. He will basically hop back and all of a sudden cause, like, either he's moving so fast or he just causes multiples of himself like as illusions to run around Mm -hmm. in circles and they hit you at different times you have to block a bunch until eventually he dizzies himself out and will stand there uh much like von kaiser going and you can punch him right Mm -hmm. in the mouth uh that that's the first fight that as a kid i i don't know why now it seems really easy but i kept having a real problem timing those blocks for that spin attack Mm. Mm. well this is kind of the first time that that you're you've had the block before, but this is the first time it's kind of a twitch reaction. I mean, the first few times you fight this guy, you're having to block pretty quick. And until you get down just where they're going to hit, yeah, you're going to, this is a fight where I would be surprised if you didn't take a few hits leading up to this, you might be able to go through untouched. Uh, But this is kind of where you're going to take a hit or two, not necessarily lose, but yeah, uh, you're going to get that health chipped away at a little bit in this one. And, and if you do get through it, which you should, uh, you get to the uh, the title match for, for the major circuit, which is Bald Bull. 
it's the first fight that has a hit that will take you out in one hit, even at full life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ball Bull has the Ball Bull Charge, uh, which is, uh, you know, you, we had talked before when we had talked about underwater levels, how the sonic underwater levels cause you anxiety. For me, it's when Ball Bull <laughs> steps back. It's I can still nail it nine out of ten times, but that yeah. time you don't, you're like, ah, and it's the worst. And, and it's, yeah. it's like my palms get sweaty, and I'm not sure what to do. And basically the move is, is aside from the fact that he hits pretty hard anyway, and he has a, some pretty fast hits, uh, he does this one thing where he'll jump back to the edge of the ring, and then it's like he bounds forward three times and then punches you really hard with an uppercut, which will take you down fully no matter how, how healed you are. Uh, you gotta You can't dodge out of the way of it. Um, you gotta just you have to time it right and then punch him right in the stomach right before he hits you and it'll make him fall down instantly too so it gives him an insta hit that'll take him down without a star or anything else uh, it's hard to time at first but once you get it down it it it's always feels good to hit that at the right time it always feels good to watch his slow turn face down on the mat so good yeah with that move it's it's either the highest of highs or the lowest of lows you feel like especially nowadays I'll still miss it and you feel like a fucking idiot when you do. You feel like a failure more than I do every day. Uh, but yeah, but just that's one of the most satisfying things still in that game is when you nail that. And, and I wish I could remember as a child the moment I first pulled that off because I, I I'm surprised that that's still not just burned into my memory banks. Uh, you know, my my son being born and the time you know running right up there with that one you know the time that i I knocked that fucker down off the charge i i remember a good deal and maybe not the first time but i definitely remember several times when i did get that correct it was Mm -hmm. always amazing oh Uh, you were hot you were hot shit if you could pull that off in front of your friends too oh god yes i mean that was that's as good as it gets really because you know there's a lot of people that played this game and never got past bald bull believe it Mm -hmm. or not uh, it, it's just one of those things. Like if you got that down, then the rest of the game is kind of yours to lose. I mean, it definitely gets a lot harder, but, uh, once you got past bald bull, then you felt like you were a goddamn uh-huh. game master, especially if you could do it every time. And to this day, I still can't do it every time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I have played it a bunch of times. It's still not at a 10 uh, on, on this version of the game and it's, but it always feels good. But when you miss it, you're like, ah, I was just yep, one second yep. early or one second late. Mm-hmm. And it, and again, it, you'll probably recover and be able to take him down if you've played it before. But, man, it still feels bad to miss that. Uh, but this is the first time in the game that I had a problem where if you do lose this fight, not only if you can only lose three fights total before you have to retire and go back to the last beginning of the last um, belt you were going for, but you have to go back to Glass Tiger. Yeah. Or Great Tiger. So you, mm-hmm. you, you have to, you know, you you. you you first get to Bald Bull because you finally beat Great Tiger, you feel good, and then you lose to Bald Bull and his instant hit thing a couple times, and you have to then relearn the fight you just barely got through. I remember that being a big wall uh, you know, when I was younger until I really got those guys down. Uh, but again, the amount of time it takes you to go through these up to this point even is is like 10 minutes i mean there's from start to now it's it's 10 minutes you'll you'll fly through everybody to get up to bald bull before you really run into this problem uh, assuming you take him down you get another training scene another password thankfully to start the world circuit and that's where the game definitely takes a turn uh, you have to really read your opponents. You have to know how to dodge. You have to know which which attacks actually, uh, if you block them instead of dodge, you can actually get more hits and retaliation. Uh, there's uh-huh. there's definitely some more strategy to it, and you have to really pay attention. Uh, but even that that said, the first 
handful of boxers not terrible. You fight Piston Honda again. He's a harder version of the original Piston Honda, but not drastically different. I think he has has a, a few more fast punches that aren't aren't as easy to pick out, but they're still fairly easy. Uh, the renamed Vodka Drunkinski, Soto Vopinski, uh, who is my favorite fighter in this game. Maybe because you don't fight him, you only fight him one time, and it's a pretty easy fight. But he has that mm-hmm. weird like really quick side punch he does where you can't mm-hmm. it, it's his his uppercuts you have a lot of not a lot of time but are pretty easy to dodge but it's these little side hits that do a fair amount of damage uh and and those those are not fun i don't think he has a a real special attack i could be wrong um because again i didn't have any problems getting through him but i don't think he has like a super move like the other previous five or you know four or five boxers did no but what he does have uh... <laughs> Clearly the best uh, expression of pain of all the fighters on this game. He does this thing where one eye is, is closed and the other is just fucking wide open. And, and, he, and he looks extraordinarily pained. And uh, as a kid, I was always just amused uh, by just just the facial expressions on here. And, and it goes back to just how well damn animated this game is, how well done it is. And... I think playing through for reviewing this time is the first time I've really just paid attention to all these little details. Yeah, these are big characters. I mean, yeah. they, they they can definitely uh, throw those those expressions out there and and it have it make sense, which was kind of rare back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the gut punches are the best, no matter who yes. what character you're yes. fighting. A yes. gut punch is the best, mm-hmm. hands down face they make. Uh, it, it, it's no no pun intended, but a, a great face. Uh, so you get through you get through Soto Popinski. You fight Bald Bull again. He's an, another harder version of Bald Bald Bull. Uh, he does more charges, but it's the same technique. If you have that timing mm-hmm. down, you can still take out Bald Bull pretty easily. Uh, and then surprisingly, Don Flamenco shows back up. A much much <laughs> harder version of Don Flamenco. This is the first fight where no matter what you do, you're gonna run out of energy. You're gonna turn pink. You've got to spend a lot of time dodging at that point. Uh, but if you can get around that, if you're good at dodging, if you can, because uh, when you're when you're also tired and you get hit, it hurts for a lot more. So you'll want to definitely dodge him. But he, unfortunately, you can't just keep hitting right left uppercuts to knock him out. You actually have to take a little more time. Uh, he does a lot of taunting. A lot of taunting. But again, not a, not a hard fight at all. But that's when you hit the true wall, which is Mr. Sandman. Yep. Uh, Mr. Sandman is the original uh, end fight uh-huh. of Punch-Out. He is the... He might be the... Other than Mike Tyson, the hardest fight in the game. Uh, this is uh, the fun and ends right here. And this is where shit gets serious. And this... What an aptly named fighter. Because this fucker put my ass to sleep many a damn time playing Punch-Out. And this to this day, if I got if I if we stopped recording this and I started playing Punch Out, uh, I would breeze through until now. Still, I just I, you know his patterns, but there is just something about it that just Mr. Sandman is he's tough. He is tough, and he is I think for most people uh, the first time in this game that you are going to be just severely challenged. But I got to say that. The game, I think, has has done a good job of training you up to this point. Uh, there's nothing you can really blame it on. It's not like they were all Glass Joe and then, oh shit, you know, it's Mr. Sandman. Uh, you know, they ramped it up slowly. They they taught you all the techniques, and this is this is when the training wheels come off, and this is when you put absolutely everything you've got into it. Yeah, there's there's no mistakes basically. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe you could miss a couple of punches. But you have to almost be completely perfect uh, yeah. to make it past Mr. Sandman and, and the rest of this game at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Well, unlike the previous fights, generally, you can tie, you know, once you've fought these guys enough, you can know what time they're going to switch to other punches. Like, oh, Bull Bull's going to do these, you know, these little flurry punches for 35 seconds, and he's going to switch to uppercuts, and then at a minute 30, he's going to do his charge or whatever. Like, you don't know that at first, but after you fought him a few times, if you pay attention to the clock, you can really tell when they're going to do specific things. Sandman mm-hmm. doesn't do that. He starts that way. But then I don't know if it's randomized. I don't know if it's based on how, how much damage he's taken or how much you've taken. But mm-hmm. his his moves change up significantly after the first round. The first round is pretty standard. Uh, he, he does these, these little fast jab punches, and then he does uppercuts. And then he does his super move, which is the worst. I mean, it's not the worst because later on, again, if you've, if you've mastered this, you'll have a, a heads up on Mike Tyson. Uh, but he... He basically stands there for a minute, and then the whole screen flashes, and he does three really strong uppercuts in a row, and all of those can take you down in one hit. And they whip. Mm-hmm. If they hit you, you're out. Um, again, in all these fights, if you get knocked down three times in one round, you immediately lose. But truthfully, if Mac goes down three times in a round, he's done. Uh, three times in, in the whole match. So you can go down one in the first round, one in the second round. If you go down that third round, you're done. That's it. You're not going to get up again. So you want to avoid... You can dodge that, and thankfully... Uh, with Mr. Salmon, at least, you can do the most damage in retaliation uh, after you dodge those three punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the first round, he only does it one time. But then after that, the second round, like sometimes he does it a lot. Sometimes he doesn't do it very often at all. I can't time it and read it. So especially because that one punch, if you miss it, you're going to go down. That's why Sandman gets so hard. You don't know when he's going to do these moves. There's no telegraph necessarily, except that there's a long gap in between his previous punch and this one. And if you miss it by a fraction of a, of a, of a pixel of what you're supposed to do, you're, you're going down. But then... You, you, you get through Sandman, and you get to go to Super Macho Man, who was is not that bad compared to Sandman. Uh, mm-hmm. However, if you lose to, to Super Macho Man, it sends you back to Don Flamenco to fight through all of Don Flamenco, and then all of Mr. Sandman, and then Super Macho Man again. Uh, Super Macho Man has this spin move that I... It's hard for me to time dodging it, but I can. But that's where I use the duck. And I was like, oh, with the duck, this is a much easier move to get by. I never knew I could hit down <laughs> twice to duck. <laughs> Yeah, there was a long time where, uh, you know, even after you get past Mr. Sandman, once once you get here, uh, it, it, like you said, it's I don't think it's as hard as Mr. Sandman, but there's always mm-hmm. that uh, you've got it in your head that if you lose here, you've got to go all the way back. It's and, the fear. Uh, it's the fucking fear of facing Mr. Sandman again. Yeah, kind of. That, that is the tension of this fight. And, you know, he's he's really big. He's like the biggest character in the game. He's really intimidating looking. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I got got to him as a kid, I was like, holy shit, there's, li- I, there's no way I can beat this guy. Look how huge he is. He's like, you know, over twice the size of Little Mac. And it's just he's this huge, intimidating character. And you're just like, oh, man, if I time this wrong, then I got to go all the way back. And I ain't got time for this shit to get back here again. It's just he's a, he's one of the more intimidating characters in that game to me. Well, it's it's also the fact that you just got through Sandman. You have to get through some really tough fights, and if you lose to him, not only do you go back to Don Flamenco, but you lose a couple times in general more, and that's it. Your game is over. you got to start way back at the beginning of the circuit, which is a long... Those are long fights. Uh, they're going to mm-hmm. take some time to get through, and if you... I know, I know if you master and you do a speed run, you can knock these guys out in one round, but I'm not that good. Uh, I, don't, I can't get stars on demand on some of these fights, uh, and it, it's hard to time not losing them if I do get them, so... It, it's definitely tough, but I've I've been able to get through Super Macho Man generally anytime I play this. And then you get to, if you're playing the original version of this game, Mike Tyson. 
If you're playing the version that came out after they lost mm-hmm. the Mike Tyson license, uh, it's Mr. Dream, but it's the exact same fight. Uh, thankfully, after Super Macho Man, you do get a new password, and you can always go back yeah. to just the Mike Tyson fight slash Mr. Dream fight, which is good yeah. because the 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 first minute and a half of the Mike Tyson fight is dodging uppercuts, and all of them will take you down in one hit. Hold on to your ass here. As a kid, my attention span is what killed me in this fight because uh, it's all dodging, and, and, and you're just itching to try to get a punch in, but you can't. Don't fucking try it or you'll be down. Uh, so this is that first 90 seconds is just pure patience and and recognizing that you're just going to have to fucking be on defense. There is no offense in the early going of this match. And 90 seconds may not sound very long, but when you when you have to sit there and time every single block almost like, completely perfect and knowing that one of them is, is will just take you out, it is it's going to make you sweat. Mm-hmm. Well, you can you can hit back in response to those uppercuts. You get to hit, hit him twice, right, left, or left, right, and uh, and if you do any extras or if you time it a little bit late or if you're, you're somehow early, yeah, he just he immediately blocks it and punches you and you're out. I mean, it's it it's easier to dodge it, but you can hit him in that early phase, and then after that, he does some some jabs that don't take you down in one hit, but still do a lot of damage. Uh, and there is no way to knock him out. Uh, some fighters you can find like one hit knockouts or uh, can do enough damage that they might go down as a knockout with by count. Uh, Mike Tyson, you can only get out by technical knockout and you cannot win by decision. Uh, it is a very, very tough fight, but thankfully you can put that code in over and over again uh, to, to just try that fight. Uh, honestly, if you've beaten Super Macho Man and have gotten to fight Mike Tyson, you, you've played enough of the game. That said, you should still try it. But it is start to finish, up to even up to Sandman. Like I can just casually enjoy myself playing mm-hmm. this game up to Sandman. And that's where I'm like, okay, now I'm getting into this. It's, it's going to be a little harder. But man, the the fact that the the world circuit has so many boxers in it, all the matches are fairly long, and you have to you know keep going back two steps every time you get to Macho Man. That's that's something that the later versions of the game don't do, and that's quite all right with me. Yeah, I mean this is this is the test right here. This is where, and I dare say that world circuit that's as far as most people are going to get, and, and for that reason, uh, if you lose early on. You, you're out maybe just a few minutes uh, of work, and you can get back to where you were. Yeah, this is there. There are dire straits on this one, and there are consequences if you get sent back this time. You have to face, you know, the likes of fucking Mr. Sandman again, and that's enough. That is enough to, you know, to ruin your spirit going in. Uh, but yeah, if uh, if you can make it to the Mike Tyson, if you can make it to the code for that one, uh, you're safe. Uh, I mean, you're going to get your ass kicked a bunch of times coming up, but you're, but it's perfectly feasible, and it still happens to me to this day. I get stuck on that damn circuit and just cannot get off of it. I, I never beat Mike Tyson. Never. I, I hold. I hold maybe three or four victories at best on Mike Tyson. Oh, there's a good. polar. There's a polar. A Polaroid picture of it somewhere uh, <laughs> from from the '80s when it first occurred. Um, it, it was one of my efforts, one of my failed efforts to send something into Nintendo Power. Um, but yeah, even even using that guide they used to put back in the magazines, the pictures just never came out quite right. I, I did it once, and I I, I know I, I've I've done it once, and I probably only once. Uh, and especially after trying again this time, I don't know if I'll ever repeat that victory. But I did it once, and I know I did it, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Oh, it kills me that I never beat him. I mean, I got to him several times, and I just hey, it ain't too I, late. Uh, you know, I, I 
got to I got to Super Macho Man this time, and that was good enough. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> once, like you guys said, once you once you kind of get to Mr. Sandman, the game, you know, it's very enjoyable. It's fun. Uh, if you've never played it before, you can probably get very far in the game before it starts getting frustration, frust- uh, frustrating at all. But once you get up to those those last three boxers, uh, it it turns from being enjoyable to being just you've got to be so perfect to mm-hmm. to get past them, you know, especially Mike Tyson. It's almost impossible if you don't have it down one hundred percent. So yeah, what I think made this stand out for me compared to any other sports game, you know, even like NBA Jam or or anything that, that would come out later, it was just that it it still felt super arcadey, but did mm-hmm. feel like boxing. Like it, there was no question it's a boxing game, but it but it wasn't like you know the only other boxing games on on Nintendo were Ring King, and uh, and that was fine, but it, it still felt more like uh, kind of a, not even technical, but but just not not like this. This was this was. With the one punch knockouts and all this other stuff, it was definitely more of a straight arcade feeling boxy game. I loved it. I still love it. I think it's uh, it, it's a game you can give to anyone uh, that to to play, and they after a couple minutes they'll p- put it together and feel pretty good about the games. But it it feels good to succeed in this. Like it feels good to to get some hits off. It it has weight. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is one of the first games. It's just it's 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 so full of personality. Uh, every individual character and it's something that you you don't even see that much nowadays a game where just with as little as they had uh as as poor as the animation was in games back then for the most part uh, what they were able to accomplish in in breathing life into all of these characters is is just is amazing and it still is to this day yeah, and this was actually the first game I ever remember my dad getting way into more than I did. Uh, he was he was way way into Punch Out. When did I he got def- it. did he defeat Mike Tyson? He got to Mike Tyson, but he never beat him. Mm. I remember. I he I still have my uh, uh, power. Or God, what was the uh, the little strategy guy that came with the, the NES? Yeah, <laughs> the official Nintendo that. Players Guide. <laughs> yes, the Players Guide. I still have that somewhere with all of the codes uh, for each title or each um, belt or whatever written down by him. Mm-hmm. And he got there in all of those way before I did. So if if my dad can get into a game like that and and love it to death like he did, he still remembers it to this day. Uh, I think I, just about anybody can really. It's timeless. It is just it's so simple to pick up and play. Uh, it's so much fun to just wail on these people, the, you know, the different boxers because they mm-hmm. have all that different personality. You want to beat them. You want to beat the shit out of Glass Joe yes. and Don Flamenco. The, Nintendo knew what they were doing with a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, they were just like, you just want to beat the shit out of these guys. And, and it's what you can do. And there's, it's a lot of fun to do so and learn the patterns and, and things like that until the game kind of gets a little bit too hard at the end. But uh, otherwise, I, I think it's just, it's timeless. And it, it was very successful. Uh, not a game that had a lot of sequels. It's only had two true sequels. Uh, in 1994, they put out the Super Nintendo Super Punch-Out. It took a lot of the other boxers from the uh, the arcade games that weren't redone uh, and threw them in this game, along with you know some of the classics, Bald Bull, uh, for example, in the, in the Super Nintendo one. Uh, mechanically, it's basically the same game. It it changes up a few things. It gives you the ability to block by pushing up. You'll put your gloves in front of your face and, uh-huh. and block, which is what the boxers you're fighting have done this whole time. Um also, instead of having that star for the super uppercut, uh, it has a meter. And as you're doing punches to the opponents, the meter will fill up. And then you can use the, I think it's the A button, it doesn't matter, one of the other buttons on the controller that doesn't work until you have this meter full to do super moves, which are uh, just more impressive 
punches than you normally can do, but they're mm-hmm. also very easily telegraphed. So you have to do treat them the same way you would have treated the super uppercuts in the original game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they definitely have more variety and they look cooler. Um, but I I think it lost something when they switched to that. I don't think at least I didn't have. Super Punch-Out, I haven't put nearly the amount of time I did into Punch-Out. So while there are things like Bald Bull's you know, one-hit uh, punch that he can do that you can also do back to him uh, is is still in the game. A lot of the other fighters, I've never been able to figure out what they're... If they have one-hit knockouts, if they have a lot of like places you really want to use those super attacks. I, I mean, I think it's still fun. I just think it plays a lot more like, uh, like the arcade version where you actually have to do a lot of dodging and some retaliating. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's still just a it's still a great game. It's one of one of the better Super Nintendo games. Uh, but yeah, it just it, it it's it's a case of I still prefer, and I don't say this a lot about uh about you know NES games that had sequels on the Super Nintendo. I still prefer that that NES version. Something about the fighters on this one never they're not memorable. Uh, not as memorable. I can I can list the roster. From the NES version, uh, playing through this time for the game uh, for the review, I would see guys and it's like, oh yeah, that guy. Uh, just characters I completely forgot about, and right now I couldn't give you a roster of this one either. Um, I don't know if that's just because you know I haven't played it as much. I mean, I've put a lot of time into it, but I haven't played it as much. Um, but yeah, it just it, it just. Put it simply, it just does not have the whatever made that first one special, the charm that the first one had. But it's still not also, bad. It's not. It's not a oh, game. It's not bad. It's still an excellent yeah. game. I'd play it any time. Um, but just as just comparing the two, um, yeah, it's just it's just missing something the first one had, but still, uh, still excellent. I mean, that's a, that's a complaint, and that sounds like a severe complaint. But you got to look at the game I'm comparing it to, which is. Uh, flawless for the most part so i mean take it with a grain of salt you're still gonna fucking love this game yeah and i i rented it myself back in the day and, and thought it was really fun but it, it wasn't anything i ever really went back to until this podcast and you know playing those games back to back it's almost like adding anything to the original punch out formula almost makes it less fun mm-hmm. like you know they had that arcade version first or whatever and they simplified it for the nes and it was it was just perfect it was so simple that it was perfect but once you start adding anything to that formula I, you know it's it just kind of feels more like just a regular boxing game mm-hmm. and and that's not what i want i want punch out for the nes and they, the only other sequel they made was in 2009 they put out a wii punch out just called punch out uh it basically takes the best boxers from the super nintendo and the nintendo versions uh you know it looks very very pretty uh, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. I did finish that as well. Um, I compare it to the Super Nintendo uh, Super Punch Out more than Punch Out in in how it plays. Uh, but that said, at that time, it had been a long enough time since I'd played any of those games that I enjoyed every bit of it. I liked seeing the boxers yeah. I'd seen before. Um, but I think if it would if it wasn't for the original Punch Out, I would not have enjoyed Wii Punch Out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and I would <laughs> I would I would tell you the highlight of Wii Punch Out was was finally being able to punch. And, and having your character punch on the screen. Uh, the controllers, the motion controllers, you didn't have to play that way, but actually was, was uh, I thought they did a good job with it. You know, you throw a punch up high, and they threw a punch, and and I felt a little bit of redemption, because as a kid, I made a purchase, and it's, it's a purchase I went on to regret, 
game after game, and this is one of the main games, the, the NES Punch-Out, was one of the main reasons I picked up the Power Glove. Because oh. if you remember the commercial, you know, that kid on the screen's punching, and he's punching yep. on the screen. Mm-hmm. And, and and like I told you guys before, as far as I remember, every attempt at punching, I believe, paused the game. Um, it, no, you, you <laughs> couldn't, you could not punch, and, and your character would punch. And... It was a piece of shit, and I had to duct tape the thing to my TV, that gigantic L-shaped sensor oh, yeah. bar. Yep. It was just a monstrosity, and the one game where I, I really hoped it would come through, it did not. So uh, the best I could say about the Wii version is, yeah, it was enjoyable also. Um, didn't do anything wrong by any means. Uh, if you like the first one, if you like the Super Nintendo version, they played it safe. You're going to like this one. Uh, fucking, you can beat the shit out of Donkey Kong if you can make it to him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the the mo- the one time I will offer strong praise for the motion controls of the Wii was this Punch Out. Yeah, that the Power Glove on this did not work. Uh, worth worth no. anything. I, I had one as well. Uh, really, the only games that were fun with the Power Glove were the ones made for the Power Glove, and those weren't mm-hmm. very fun anyway as a game. So, yeah. yeah uh, but everyone I know that's ever had one has said the exact same thing you just did, which, which is that with any <laughs> game that you want to play it with, absolutely terrible. And in fact, for a long time, I ended up just wearing the glove, and like you know, I remember it had like the Nintendo essentially yeah, a Nintendo the control pad on. on there. Yeah, yeah. I, and I would just hold it like I was a Star Trek character. I don't even I, what a lame. <laughs> What hundred dollar glove, whatever that was? What ridiculous piece of equipment! I it, that's how it was advertised, though. I mean, you it's exactly what Billy said. The the guy, the kid was literally punching at the screen. Mm-hmm. That's how they advertise. You you cannot do that with the power glove. You just can't. See, all these punch out games, arcade, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, even the Wii version, all of them are super fun. The Nintendo one is easily the gem in this collection, and really the mm-hmm. one that that would make you want to play any of the others. Uh, all uh, very, very highly recommended. So we need to take a change. Uh, we, we've made the mistake now two weeks in a row of playing multiple games and getting burned out on these games. So we need to just pick one game. And uh, I, I got a copy of this from a friend who sent me a, a box of NES games, and I've been playing it nonstop, and maybe it's just going to be me. But I'm very excited that our next episode is about Casino Kid for the Nintendo. Oh boy. Is this what? a is this a game is this like a casino game or is this an action game? It's a casino game with RPG Ooh. elements sort of. It's uh it's something and I'm very excited that I'm playing it. I'm enjoying it thoroughly. You and your you and your fucking card games. It's finally <laughs> bled it's finally bled through and now it's affected me. <laughs> well, it you know, I, I think it's got something for everyone if you're me. That's not really a very good, very good box <laughs> quote, but I, they can use it on the, the inevitable Switch re-release of Casino Kid. So to see if anyone else on Earth likes Casino Kid, please listen to our next episode. But until then, always find us at Retrovania.net on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere you can find anything at Retrovania.net. And we will see you next time.